forward to talking to you, dude. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. I'm looking forward to you too, dude. Yeah, it's, it's nice when you're able to talk to people about music in different areas and stuff because, you know, we, we have a big metal community over here, but not as many people listen to, like, you know, like the blackened, like, kind of hardcore or anything like that. Or even, like, half the, you know, the poster. Is that full of hell that's right behind you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, we have people listen to that stuff, like, in Detroit, but not very many people, like, in my actual hometown. So, like, it's nice okay. to actually talk to other people that actually like the same bands I do. So oh, Yeah, dude, that's awesome. Um, that's actually, I mean, that was my favorite record the year it came out. I love, I love Fool of Hell. They're one of my favorite new bands to ever come out, so. I, They're uh, heavy. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I'm more of, like, a traditional metal kind of guy. Like, I like death metal, like, old-school death metal, and yeah. I like I like everything. I'm just a music fan. But uh, lately, uh, because of that album, I got into like grindcore and hardcore a little bit more nice. than I had in the past. So it's all coming together at a cool time. Heck yeah, man! What is There's a lot of good music coming out too? Right. So what what do you listen to? The like to keep your fire going? Old shit, new shit, everything. A little bit of everything. I recently like found a bunch of like I found an old CD case I had, so I've been listening to a bunch of old bands that I used to dig a lot. That's uh, all the Michigan bands uh, like uh, Smash Your Enemies and um, Traitor and oh god, like even some old Trust Kill stuff, like the early Poison the Well shit, Eighteen uh, Vision. So, but like a little bit of everything. I've been listening to some Cattle Decapitation too. Um, nice man. A little bit of everything. That's good. That's a good way to be, man. You can't pigeonhole yourself into one genre, which I, what I wanted to bring up about your music is I feel like even though you don't have many songs on that album, they're all very different. And you got a lot of diversity going on there. Was that intentional or is that just how it came out? I think so. And I'm kind of, I'm kind of ADD when it came to songwriting. So I'm just like, I, I've played in so many different genres of bands. So it's like, I wanted to have death metal stuff. I wanted to have hardcore stuff. I wanted to have black metal stuff. So I kind of found ways to forge them together because I didn't want to sacrifice one or the other to be able to, for this, for the songwriting. Cause originally, like when I first came out with uh, my first single ripped down the sky, it was more like this metallic hardcore, like uh, blood in, blood out, like uh, all those kind of her all out war kind of stuff. Okay. But, um, I was like, I kind of want to do some blast beats and like a little bit more like death metal style stuff. And uh, so I finally started incorporating that and that's just kind of the way they came together. And then I jammed with some other people too. I used to be in a band called infinite design and I was jamming with our drummer a lot. And that dude's just like a beast on drums. So, I mean like he does like all the gravity blasts and all that kind of shit. Um, and so he helped me kind of write some of the heavier stuff too. So that's dope, man. It feels very organic and it doesn't feel forced in any way, which is nice, man. It's nice to hear that like the, those blends of styles just kind of come out. And I, th I thought that was what intrigued me about your music probably the most. Thanks, man. So I definitely, I'm glad it came across because I, I know a few people listen to it and they're like, that song has a lot of transitions. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. Well, I think that's why we like grindcore, right? We like six second songs because of AD we have ADD. So I like that shit. <laughs> Right. And, Ain't nothing wrong with that. Have you ever listened to uh, ACDC? They're like a, a grindcore band. They're like, a, they're actually, it's like ACXDC or something like that. No, no, not at all. That's cool. It actually stands for Antichrist Demon Core. But, okay, yeah, but, that's that's badass. I'll check them out. Well, yeah, dude, they're That's killer. even why I like real ACDC too, because they just are yeah. super punk rock. And, you know, right. three chords. That's it. That's all you need. One one beat. That's all you need. 
there, there's something to be said for that, man, because nobody can play it like them or like, you know, you can own three chords. Anybody can play three chords, but to own it's different. So that's what separates a lot of underground punk bands, ACDC versus the rest of the rock bands. It's just how you portray it. So that comes across in your music, whether it was intentional or not. Hats off to you, brother. So <laughs> that's Appreciate good. It. That's good <laughs> shit. Yeah, man, for sure. You mentioned your local uh, scene where you're where you're at. So you're not quite in Detroit, if I'm not mistaken. You're a little bit outside. No, of I'm actually on the other side of the state. Okay. I'm uh, in Muskegon, Michigan. So I'm okay. pretty close to Grand Rapids. Grand, oh, Grand okay. Rapids is only like 30 minutes away. Um. So yeah, like I'm I'm more towards the other side. So um, I'm in West Michigan, like right on the the coast, pretty much. So, so what's that scene there like? I've never been to that part of the state. It kind of changes throughout the years, but yeah. like when I was younger, it was all more like just like hardcore bands and, and uh, metal and stuff. Um, now it's more like just straight up metal. There's a little bit of hardcore uh, around, um, but mo most of that's more like towards Grand Rapids and then uh, in Detroit and everything. But uh, as far as Muskegon goes, it's more of like just metal and uh, I don't know. I mean, it has like grooves and stuff. Like there's a lot of death metal around here and there are oh, always yeah? like some, uh, thrashy black metal stuff but not a lot of whole like just straight up hardcore bands so so did you grow up in the more hardcore scene yeah when, when i'd say that more i focused on that like, yeah yeah pretty much i mean uh it, it was metalcore i'd say back then but then it kind of turned into the because i grew up during like the whole like solid state like you know I wouldn't call it like that like that era so like when norma jean first released like bless the martyr is the child and uh, like Poison the Well had like Opposite of, Dece of December and uh, all those different bands were first coming out. Like that was when I was first getting into the, the music scene. So um, all that kind of scene was around. So everybody was uh, a Christian straight edge band. And, like, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's stuff like that. And it was a lot of hall shows. Um, and then it went towards more like the hardcore scene of like, uh, you know, hardcore bands like Seventh Star and like Looking Forward. Um, and shattered realm so it got to be more like that and then it started to just be more straight up metal like uh when i was in infinite design towards the end like uh we played with battle cross when they were first getting popular and stuff like that so that's kind of more like what the scene is now and then i play in another band that's like blues i play drums in that and that's pretty popular around here just like uh you know straight up kind of like blues like old uh johnny cash so Dude, yeah send me a link to that if you don't mind i'd love to check that out i wish i knew that before doing this with you but i yeah, i love sure, that man. shit bro it's, it's called a uh, colt snuffer and the dead horseman and it's uh oh, yeah it's like he calls it gothic blues i love oh, it man, man. that's yeah i'll definitely send it to you did you start uh playing drums is that kind of the first instrument you picked up or, or how'd that go yeah what? um i think i attempted to play guitar when i was a kid and after doing that for a little bit i said screw this i just want to try my drums because then i can just smack crap out of stuff so right, right. Um, went and got into that and yeah i think drums was my main instrument for like six or seven years and then after that i kind of got into just being a, a singer so i sang for a lot of different bands um time of plague was one of the most popular ones like we did a, a like a warp tour date and um we had like a music video like on MTVX or whatever, but that um, was fun, dude. Good for you. Yeah, it, it was it was a lot of fun. That was like a straight up like deathcore band. So like we had like Hatebreed style like breakdowns and stuff, but then we had like the deathcore like sounding like uh, verses and stuff. Um, 
And then after that, I joined Infinite Design and sang for that. But then we lost a guitar player. So then I started learning how to play guitar a little bit better. And that guitar player is so sick. He taught me how to play a lot of the different like tremolo stuff and stuff that I can do. Like I can't sweep pick or anything crazy like that. But um, yeah, I was, I was definitely a drummer first and then guitar player second. And that's kind of singer in the middle of that. That's interesting, man. That's an interesting way to go about things, but I feel like drums are, uh, that's a good bass, right? Like you to keep that rhythm and then you can kind of learn other shit based off that. A lot of people don't get that experience with drums. It's kind of hard to do. Right. Yeah. And, and yeah, definitely. And I play, I play drums even like at my church and stuff like that, in which they use a click track, which is what I got used to playing to a click mm-hmm. with. And that has actually helped me become a way better drummer because before my tempo would fluctuate a lot, but after getting used to playing with like backing tracks and click tracks, now the play without a click track and record is crazy to me. So it's definitely helped me become a better musician for sure. That's interesting, man. I believe that for sure. What's more interesting is a black and hardcore punk musician that plays drums in the church. So talk more about that. That's, that's what I want to know about that side of you. Yeah, for sure, man. Like uh, well, the, the the band name is actually like a, from a biblical verse. Like the as iron sharpens iron, you must sharpen another. Uh, so yeah, it's like yeah. you know, you know, you try to be the best person you can be so that you can help all those around you be the best people they can be as well. Um, and then the X's is just for being straight edge. But um, yeah, no, I, I'm I'm definitely a, a believer. I go to do church as often as what I can. And me and my wife volunteer there a lot. They do a lot of food trucks and. Uh, stuff throughout the community and stuff it's pretty awesome i i, I quit going there go, quit going to church in general for a long time and then i started going back um we started kind of going to a couple different churches to see what we would uh resonate with most and the pastor this one's just a, a really really nice guy explains things really well they're very open and non-judgmental um yeah I'll, just really cool dude and it definitely brought me a lot more at peace with my spiritual side so that's great. And do you get any kind of, I don't want to say criticism for that, but like in your world of hardcore musicians or, you know, I know, I know people that would not listen to your music because of that fact, you know what right. I mean? Do you deal with that a lot or do you feel any way? Really? Because uh, we try to, you know, not be judgmental. I, I mean, like if I was, the, there's a, there's a church in our area that I would say, if we, we kind of acted the way that some of those people do probably, but I mean, most people are like, you know, as long as you respect my views and my voice they're they don't care. I mean, it's no different than kind of being straight edge. Like I'm straight edge, but I don't care if like you drink or if you smoke pot or whatever, like to me, that's your personal choice. And however you want to live your life is your decision. And so like, that's kind of how I think religion is kind of viewed too. Like if you ever want to talk about it, I'm more than, open to want to talk to you about things like that but i'm never going to force it upon you and i think as long as i respect that boundary a lot of other people respect me from my viewpoints as well um like one of my best friends in indiana jaron uh is an atheist and we've talked about it before but you know nobody really judges each other for it i mean maybe when i was younger i'd say so but not really so much as being an adult good man that's cool i i was thinking more in terms of like your music like that metal kind of uh stereotype that if you're a christian band you're kind of lame or like if you believe in that you're you know it's not real metal or especially if you call yourself black and then it's like oh the you know that's not that's fake shit so i was kind of wondering if that you deal with that you know 
No, not really. I mean, I've, I've, I'm okay. sure I've had a couple of people like comment on stuff and, and be like, but they didn't like talk about that indirectly. They were just like troll internet trolls, like, but, uh, nothing like crazy. Like, I think that, uh, because I'm pretty open, I mean, cause a lot of my stuff focuses on like, like depression and, and anxiety and stuff like that. So, I mean, they know that even though that I, I'm, have those kind of morals i'm not trying to be judgmental or holier than thou to other people and uh, i'm trying to walk the walk and and actually make a difference like with our cd going a lot of the profits going towards like the suicide prevention line a lot of people have been really supportive of that um, oh yeah so Myself really like it, brother that's awesome thank you I mean, yeah, the amount of support I've gotten over top of Flack is is tenfold. So, like, there's a lot of bands that have been really supportive, and um, just people in general. And I'm really, I really appreciate that. It's awesome. Well, it comes from a genuine place, and I feel like that's why. You know, like you can just tell. You know, you can tell it's uh, it's just you, man. And that's what honest, great music is. So, I'm not a believer. I'm not a Christian. I'm sure you've seen some shit I post. It's a little bit, a little bit out there. And I like love sacrilegious music, but that's why I thought why it was super important. And it would be a super cool conversation to get you on the ship. Cause like, I don't give a fuck what anybody does. I just think that shit's cool. Like I like a horror movie, you know, I'm not going to go right. chop up people, but I, you know, I think it's cool. That's the thing. Most people are, are, are really confused. Like, um, I mean, a lot of the people I know that don't necessarily believe in God, but they're usually agnostic and believe in something. Right. But um, not really. I don't know anybody that's like satanic. Like, honestly, like usually they're either atheist or agnostic. I don't know anybody that's like, yeah, hail Satan. Like, yeah, I, mean, yeah, right. I mean, just for just as a joke. Sure. But not, yeah, right. yeah, not not for real. I would say I'm definitely agnostic. I do yeah. believe there's energy in the universe or somewhere we go, there's a higher power in, in some sense of the word, you know? So yeah. I and like to keep that's a pretty, uh, in a normal like way of th thinking in my opinion. I mean, most people like my buddy Jay that I was an infinite with literally that is word for word. It's the same thing that he would, we'd say when we'd have some conversations. So no, it's totally cool. I mean, and it's cool that you have an open mind about believing anything. I mean, there's some people that, you know, absolutely hate people for what they believe. And, you know, that's the part that, you know, messes with my mind. I'm like, to me, just believe what you believe that can make you the best person that you can be, but don't hate on this person because, you know, they choose to think something different. I mean, that, that you're just shooting yourself in the foot. I mean, to me, the world is a better place because there is so many different viewpoints and you can come together and have great conversations. So no, and I love a lot of different music, too, that's not religious at all. I mean, like, you know, cattle decapitation is very far from religious. But I love those dudes. True. But, you know, they their message is a positive one at the end of the day, too. You could argue, yeah. you know, be be kind to animals and, like, respect the earth or you're going to get fucked in the long run as well. I always dug that about them. Yep, definitely, man. My, my wife's uh, pretty much, uh, she's, like, on the verge of being vegetarian and, and pescatarian. So, you know, in our house, we barely have like that kind of meat products because just out of respect for her. Um, but um, yeah, like that's something I wish I had the willpower to do because I've thought about it. I went on like little uh, binges to where I try to not eat meat and stuff. And I have a lot of friends that are vegetarian or vegan, but man, I've never been able to make the plunge. Like <laughs> it's, you know, as a, I have a background in uh, sports nutrition and uh, 
you know, I'm a personal trainer and shit. So I'm, I'm into that, the whole like health and science world as well as, as all this. And, uh, I think there are a lot of vegans that are super, super unhealthy. Uh, I I don't think there's anything inherently wrong with eating meat or anything like that. Um, In fact, like the ethical argument is the one I buy the most. For people to do it for yeah, health I reasons, I try to steer them clear of that. But if you're just for ethical and you don't really care about your health so much, then then that's when I'm like, all right, you know. So I, I try to balance it out myself. Like there are times when I'll just go vegan for I'll eat a vegan diet today, you know, mm-hmm. and just just good do cleanses. It's good it's good to cleanse your body of that shit. So yeah, that's definitely. what I'd like recommend to you know, someone in your position that's like, I just can't do it. Well, I can't either, but like, I, I, I go on, I go on little stints. <laughs> right. And, and yeah, I've done that before. And she's made me a lot of the different, like just uh, vegan versions of stuff. And some of it's, I would never even know the difference. Right. Um, but, you know, she, she grew up on a farm and everything. So hers is more of the ethical stance. She does, she hates to see animal suffering. Yeah. She's so, I mean, traumatized by that shit. Yeah, she was. I mean, when she was a kid, she saw one of her best friends get slaughtered pretty much. So right. after that, she didn't want to, you know, contribute to that. She, she likes to, like, she, we have two cats, but she just brought barn cats to her parents. I mean, if it has to do with animals, we love them. And yeah, that's, that's why she's more of the vegetarian is the ethical side, as well as some of the healthy aspects too. That's awesome, man. Yeah, I totally respect it. And I love like, I love John Joseph. Yeah, you know, I'm sure, I'm sure you, I'm sure you do as well. He's a big, big, uh, big into the vegetarian vegan lifestyle, but the, uh, positive mental attitude combined with yeah. a hardcore approach is the, uh, is a cool one. And I, I feel like you feed off that energy as well. Oh yeah, dude. And I didn't even know what it meant until I was a little bit older, but I was like, yeah, that's, that makes sense. Try to live life with the positive attitude, but yeah, it's crazy. Uh, I wish I would have gotten into that more when I was younger. I feel like it would have made an even better impact in my life. Well, yeah, story of my life as well, and probably everybody, <laughs> you know, and that's the, that's the thing. Uh, are you, so I assume you're straight edge for a reason, right? The, do you uh, want to talk about that a little bit? Sure. Uh, I've been straight edge. This year it'll be about 18 years. Um, how old I are you grew if you don't mind me asking? What was that? So how old are you if you don't mind me asking? Just oh, to put that in context. Okay. All right. So most of your life. Yep. And, um, well, I, I had, uh, some relatives that were alcoholics. I had relatives that were heroin addicts. Um, um, my mom smokes and, uh, I never liked the smell of that. I mean, yeah. and it just, all those things turned me away from it and I have epilepsy as well. So, um, I would have seizures when I was younger and I didn't like the fact that, uh, you know, I couldn't have control of my body during these. I'd have the full grand mal seizures and uh, I didn't like the idea of taking something voluntarily that could leave me with that same feeling and not having control of my body. Um, and I just didn't like the effect that I saw it have on my family members and some of my friends. So it just really turned me away from it. And then after I got and became a part of the hardcore and punk scene, like somebody gave me a couple of CDs. Um, they're like, these people are straight edge like you. And I had no clue what that meant. Until like I actually listened to it and looked into it, I was like, "Oh, there actually is like a whole subculture dedicated to this," and I just fell in love with it. Uh, I think one of the CDs was a Champion CD, a Shy Hulud CD, and I want to say a Bleeding Through CD. Okay. And I was like, "Yeah, this is awesome!" And you go to all these shows, and there's more people like that, and it's just nice to have 
other people that aren't necessarily pressuring you to do the other things. Cause to me, when you're at that younger age, that is when you do feel the most pressure. I have, I've had people buy me shots at bars and get mad because I don't drink them. Uh, just when you're a band playing on stage, stuff like that. Sure. I mean, I have way more people that are supportive of the cause than I do negative, but growing up, I definitely had a lot more pushback when I was younger than what I do as a doll. So that's, that's really cool, man. And, um, you know, I feel like uh, I'm not going to say I'm straight edge either. I don't drink, you know, really. I fucking smoke marijuana. That's about it. But uh, I used to a lot. So that's why I recently kind of been on a more spiritual kind of journey. I wouldn't say religious, but spiritual. And I feel like if you intoxicate yourself, you really, really distance yourself from spirituality. And yeah, I agree. And if you have any issues with depression or anxiety, like all it does is magnify that stuff tenfold. I mean, I, I mean, all of us different for each person because all those substances affect everyone differently. You know, everybody's right. nervous system is different than one another's. But um, yeah, as far as like alcohol, especially like if you're a depressed person, that could be one of the worst things for you to do. You know, that can push you over to edge. So yeah. Oh yeah. And uh, I've been close and that's why I feel like, um, you know, what your message is and your music is a cool one. You know, it's an important one. And, uh, and it doesn't hurt that your music's fucking badass too. That's the difference. Most times if your music's like, if that's your message, the music's kind of lame. I have to say, you know, your, yours <laughs> is not lame. And I would tell you, cause I like you, man. <laughs> I think uh, I appreciate that. And I'm glad that you were able to get through your time of depression and everything as well. Well, may man, it was music. It was, it was yeah. music that helped. So, and it was, you know, a little bit of willpower and a lot of rock and roll, I say, you know, right. <laughs> and, uh, what, um, so what more do you do in that, in terms of that? Like you said, you have, uh, your debt of proceeds from your album are going to suicide prevention, right? And, um, your songs tackle a lot of mental health, anxiety, depression, are those issues you still deal with or you've been through hard times or, not as much. I yeah. mean, like uh, last last year, towards like the middle of the year, I had a suicide attempt. And luckily, my, my wife was there to help me through all that. And then I started seeing a counselor and um, helped me understand more of the reasons why I felt those those um, feelings, um, because I didn't understand it. Like I would hit fight or flight so quick. And it would be like for really you know, what we look at now, like just dumb situations um, to where now I look at it and I really think about it. I'm like, that's not even worth like thinking about for a second time, but I'd get stuck on certain things. And it's just because of the way that your brain works. Like if you're used to taking a certain pathway of thinking, that's the way that you're going to take. Cause your, your brain is like, you know, it's like a river. It's going to take that path as, as often as possible. It's going to be harder to make new pathways for your, your logical thinking. So after talking to her and thinking about some different like decision making skills and how to cope with stuff, uh, I was able to work through it. Now I don't really have to deal with uh, a lot of those, those thoughts at all. Um, I get depressed every once in a while or have anxiety, but um, I, I'm, I, I get through them a lot easier than what I used to. I don't, I don't have any kind of suicidal thoughts or anything anymore, thankfully. Well, I'm glad, man. I'm glad you made it through all that and you're coming out making awesome music and kicking ass, man. So keep that up that's good that's good shit and uh that is that also feeds into why i think your music comes across so well as uh unfortunately you've walked the walk you know there's plenty of people that can preach positivity and you know anti-depression and all that stuff but have never been depressed themselves or have never been 
you know, attempted suicide or something. Maybe it doesn't have to be as dramatic as that, but you know, right. it comes from a, a genuine place. And uh, that is in anything, in any music, in any medium, probably the best thing, probably the best thing for it is that. So just uh, bearing yourself out there, is that something that was hard for you to do at first? I mean, I think, I think a little bit at first, cause I was kind of ashamed that I let myself get to that point. Right. Um, just because I, I never thought like I was always somebody that was like, Oh, I don't understand why that person committed suicide when they have like children or uh, things like that. And then after actually having it happen, I'm like, well, it's because it's a mental, it's a mental disorder. I mean, right. when this person takes their life, they're not thinking about, you know, things logically, you know, they're not thinking about their family. They're thinking that all, all those people are better off without them and that they're doing this to better their lives. Like it's, it's a mental disorder. So now I understand that more and I, I look at suicide and things like that in a different light. Um, so it, it's definitely one of those things that has changed my perception on a lot of things. And uh, I'm appreciative for it because I feel like I value life a lot more now. And uh, do you have people to kind of come up to you and talk to you about their own troubles or their mental illnesses or something like that because you're so open about it? Uh, yeah, I have. And it's been it's been pretty awesome because when I did the music video, you know, we had like a lot cool of video, awesome, by the way. Awesome video. Thank you. Yeah. And those people, you know, all of them were sharing their stories and I, I commend them. I mean, there's a lot of people that were in bands uh, with Hold the Blood and Two Minute Minor, uh, Represent, uh, all people and bands that I've either looked up to been friends with and you know i didn't even know some of them had issues like that until i just kind of put it out there and said if you're willing to share your story and be a part of this with me that that's great and asked me anything i was a part of it i mean so during some of those conversations of just taking the pictures back and forth for the music video i had a lot of really great conversations about depression and um a lot of other issues alcoholism things like that with a lot of those people and, and that was really inspiring so yeah, that's like the the coolest thing, man. And that's, uh, you know, I relate to you on that because started the whole fitness for the misfits thing. And you wouldn't believe how many people, you know, come up to me and will share or message me and share their stories. And whether it's depression, alcoholism, you know, never felt comfortable working out until I saw your shit. Now I can work out and feel healthy and like also find strength and darkness. And that's just like all I'm about, man. So like, once again, that was why I was really attracted to your whole message and your music, man. So I, I really appreciate that. Thanks, man. I appreciate you having me. It's nice being able to reach out and talk to, to new people, especially when we share so many things in common. So that's awesome. Yeah, man. How That uh, leads perfectly into my next question is, how has this been re you know received from everybody or your music and your message? You've been I've been seeing you have been on a lot of podcasts. You've been doing some interviews and there's reviews. So is everything going well? Yeah, everybody seems to like it. Um, uh, it seemed to have went over. I mean, there's a few people that didn't like the sound of the of the CD, but I love um, it. That was that was the sound I was going for. Um, yeah, you nailed it. I love I love it, man. If we who wants that to sound too good, you know? All right, and that was what I was wanting. I like I I figured I'm like I wanted to sound black metal, even if it, the music's not black metal. So I wanted that like high saturated tone, um, and 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 I didn't want anything to be too polished. Um, so pretty much, I mean, when I handed him, cause you know, usually when people mix and master stuff, they want some kind of a reference recording to go off of. 
and I, I gave him a pig destroyer and a ringworm CD. And I nice. was like, this is the sound I want to go for. So yeah, love pig destroyer. Love them, dude. I, I mean, I, like that's the kind of style I get into. I mean, it's just, it's all aggression and, and all those bands. I take something from all of them as far as like inspiration goes. So he did a great job on getting the sound out that I really wanted. Yeah, it's very good. It's very raw. It's, it's, it's very cool. And it's it's uh, you can feel you can feel the danger in it, and that's that's what makes black metal to me black metal. Not that you're strictly black metal, but that that vibe, you know. Right. Anybody that's what can... I was trying to get. Cool. And, and no, it's been awesome getting all the different support. I mean, it's been really cool meeting so many different people, um, meeting new bands, um, a lot of cool podcasts. Uh, Seth, uh, uh, Native Diamond has been really cool. We've had some really cool conversations and. Now I now I consider him a friend. Like it's cool just to make those kind of connections with people, and just the the talk back and forth. I mean, because at the end of the day, that's what it's about. I mean, when I'm 70, 80 years old, I'm not going to be jamming and playing drums. I mean, I might, but it'll probably not be very good. Yeah. <laughs> but like, keep it up anyway. But it'll be cool, like being able to like talk to people. I mean, like those are the connections that matter. I mean, so it's been awesome doing that. It's awesome hearing that other people have gotten you know positive vibes off of listening to it um a lot of people have dug the minor threat cover so that's been cool um so yeah it's it's, it's been really awesome i it's, i've been able to talk to a lot of really cool people it's been great nice man my, my favorite track is actually the opening track of yeah yeah uh I, again i love the grindcore spirit of a 40 second song to the point and it's just groovy, and I get I picked up like Slayer vibes from it the first time I heard it, like some Black Magic in there that just, da -da, you know, it's like fuck yeah. So that 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 intrigued me. But you, um, what I was wondering what your favorite track is if you could pick. Um, I don't think I can because they're all like so different and they all have so much meaning. Um, because Atom Bomb and Oath kind of go together, and they're like uh. The, that one's all about like heroin abuse in my hometown. And uh, that one, I had a lot of uh, inspiration as far as like, just like straight up hardcore and like earth crisis. And um, yeah, I threw that Slayer beat in on a lot, lot of different places. I'm just That's like, cool, I didn't want to just go straight up, like break down with it on a cymbal. And, and a lot of different uh, Indiana bands love that beat too. And that was kind of the sound I was going for. There's tons of bands in Indiana that are all really influential to me. And they have a lot of that same sound. But um, Dehumanized was like more of just like a straight up like Magruder grind stomping through the mud kind of yeah. song with uh, some Man Must Die influence in there and Red Chord. Um, and then the other one is more like black metal with, uh, uh, you know, the black and thrash kind of stuff. So, I mean, yeah, I don't really have a favorite track. I mean, I really like them all for what they are. So. Oh, yeah, that's 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 real. I kind of expected that answer, actually. Yeah. But that that's. It's hard to pick your as like picking a favorite kid or something right <laughs> you, you mentioned the red cord dude i haven't heard that name in so long what happened to those guys are they, they're not around anymore are they no uh, no the um i think a couple of the members are all in different bands but guy's a police officer now oh is he? yeah that's yep. badass. dude they were so fucking good i remember seeing them like fucking 10 years ago i forgot all about them Oh, dude, I love them. They're like one of the most influential bands to me for a lot of different stuff because his vocals are so, they're like, they're what I wanted to kind of go for. I'm like, they have the hardcore tone, but in a metal band. So right. like clients right. and uh, all those different records that they had, I'm just like, that's so heavy. I got to play with them. Um, when I was in Time of Play, we played with them when they were touring for uh, 
clients, I think, and then Job for a Cowboy and Skeleton Witch. And that was a killer show. That's great, man. That was some of my favorite bands. That early Skeleton Witch shit, I love that stuff too, man. Yeah, we, he was, they're all really cool dudes. They actually let us borrow their drum throne because we left ours at home. So, oh, yeah, they're, really they're so nice. I've actually met them a few times. They, they're from a town like maybe three hours away from me in Ohio. So I'm in Pittsburgh. They're right in Ohio. So we used to see Skeleton Witch all the time. They're, they're fucking awesome. Yeah, man. that's killer. We, we play, I played Ohio, I think, once or twice, but I never got the chance to go there very often. We played in, uh, we played in Toledo one time, I think. Okay. And it was like a, with Since the Flood and Shy Halud and 100 Demons. And oh, yeah. that was a really fun show. But uh, other than that, I didn't get, a, get to play there very often. So so you stay pr- primarily around your, your scene in Michigan? Yeah, we played a lot of shows in Indiana, um, some in Wisconsin, um, mainly Michigan. But um, not very many in Ohio, unfortunately. Well, I know right now nobody's playing live shows due to all this shit. But uh... – do you have any any plans for the future for the foreseeable future to play some gigs or anything like that um i thought about it um definitely thinking about asking a few people if they'd be down to just do like a live thing yeah um there's so many people in my area that already have bands and i'm i mean i already have bands too i mean i play a lot of shows with colt stuff for the dead horseman and uh you know we'll do like a lot of saturdays and stuff like that but i don't want to overbook myself to where i lose passion with anything um, you know, family That's an important and, thing to realize. I feel like I'm, I'm very guilty of that. Oh yeah. Same, man. I mean, when I was in infinite design and then I was, uh, I was practicing at least one day a week. We're playing like one to two shows a month for a while. Uh, sometimes Detroit on a Friday and then somewhere else on a Saturday. And it's just like, I'm old, man. I don't have, the, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can't do that stuff no more. And, okay. and, that, and as you get older, like you value more time with your family and stuff like that. So I'm like, sure. I don't want to ever sacrifice that time to be out on the road doing something like, so I make sure I try to really live a balanced life. That's so huge, I want to do some, I mean, if I could do like four shows a year or something, I, that would be killer. Hey man. Well, if you do, let me know. I'll promote the fuck out of it. If you ever want to come down here, you got, you no. got a place to stay. You, you know, you're, you're a friend, whatever you need, man. Let me know. I appreciate that a lot. Absolutely. I know you do. No worries, brother. What I wanted to ask you about the recording process a little bit more of this record, though, because it is all you, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Right? So that's kind of a, uh, I don't know, I wouldn't say it's a trend right now, but there's a lot of one-man black metal, you know, going yeah. around, a lot of demo tapes, a lot of things like that. I mean, obviously that started with, like, Burzum all the way back in the day, yeah. so I can't say it's a trend, but you do see more and more of it, so... I'd, everybody kind of has a different perspective on that whole thing. And I just wondered what yours was and what your experience was like. Uh, well, luckily I got to record with one of my buddies. Uh, I recorded with Jay Ingersoll at Exidor Productions. And so I recorded everything, but he also like helped me produce it. So there's a lot of spots where he was like, you should try this, or you should try that. And it made the record sound a lot better. Cool. Um, but I mean, I tried jamming with a few people that tried to do the band first uh, originally it wasn't going to be a straight edge band it was just going to be like a metal or like hardcore band um because we, there was not really other straight edge people to make a band with in my area and i you know i don't want to talk about certain kind of things if we don't all share the same viewpoint so we were just going to have regular metal kind of style stuff so i was jamming with other people and nothing ever really solidified so i just finally started writing everything myself 
And then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to record one song. And I recorded it and I got picked up by a label um, from my buddy. And so I was like, well, I'm going to have to record more songs now uh, and at a better quality. So I went to my buddy and he just, we did the click tracks to the metronome. Um, and the recording process was super easy because I'm so used to playing to a click track now to where I was like, we just blasted through the drums in one day, did all the guitar and bass in one day, all the vocals in a, like a day and a half. And he had me the finished mastered product in two weeks. That's so, great, man. That's killer. Super cool. <laughs> yeah, man. That, that's, that's awesome. What's, um, who inspired you to start singing and how'd you take, what approach did you start first taking when you sing? Cause there's a lot of different, but even vocal styles on the record too, apart from instrumental. So um, interested in that. It goes all the way back to like the solid state kind of days. I don't know if you yeah. ever listened to a band called beloved. Yeah. Yeah. Man. You know, their failure on EP like yeah. that dude mids was like my favorite mids. Cause like when I was playing, I was playing drums and I'm like, this dude's a drummer. And he's doing all these heavy, like mid vocals, and sure. I just fell in love with them. Yeah. That's so cool. those two dudes, big time. Um, and then I got a little bit more in the metal stuff. Um, but like a lot of my like highs and stuff are like, you know, inspired by At the Gates and uh, Fuck yeah, you know, dude! Nice stuff like yeah. that. So yeah, love them. I mean, I like Black Dahlia too, but to me, Black Dahlia is just another version of At the Gates. Of course, there's many bands that are just versions of at the gates specifically their one record the slaughter of a soul record there are many bands that i think are just worship that so much you know absolutely i mean so like i got inspired by those two a lot um and, and i just branched off from there of listening to a lot of stuff like remembering never i got inspired by that dude's vocals a lot um hate breed jamie Josta's kind of style stuff um you into, uh, napalm death at all because i kind of can hear that a little bit yeah, a little bit, because I mean, well, you probably hear that because it wasn't, uh, uh, isn't Lindbergh with, uh, this? wasn't he with some of the dudes from Name Palm Death and Lock Up? Sure, yeah. And so I, that's probably, because Lock Up inspired me a lot on the CD too. Makes, makes a lot of sense. There's infinite connections you can make in this genre. That's why it's kind of fascinating to me. Definitely. So yeah, a lot of different things all inspired me. I mean, I love a lot of different kinds of extreme music, so when you hear one thing and I'm just like, man, even like certain bands, I didn't necessarily like their music, but I loved like their, their vocals. Um, and then I listened to a lot of off the wall stuff that you wouldn't hear in that. Like I, Glassjaw was my favorite band growing up. Um, oh, cool. and, and, and you wouldn't expect to hear that in anything I've ever recorded or done with any band, but, uh, yeah, the huge inspiration. So well, it's important to have musical diversity, man. You know, I was, uh, I, I was just uh, talking to somebody yesterday. They were going through my record collection. They were like, you're the only person I know that Aretha Franklin and Autopsy are right next to each other. And it's like, it, it's important. I feel like, I feel like you're missing out if you box yourself in and so many fans and even musicians and kind of these genres are, I, I think a little too guilty of that and doing themselves a disservice by boxing themselves into, I only like this. Right. Yeah. I definitely agree, man. I was, I love, tons of different kind of music and that's why i like jamming with uh, the other band too because we do a lot of like covers and stuff like that and we'll we'll jam stuff like you know uh, like johnny cash and we'll play stuff like tom petty and oh, a yeah. lot of oddball kind of stuff too i mean like we even do like uh i'm trying to think who sings it but we do that i fly away song from uh the oh brother we're out though movie i mean like tons of old style like stuff 
That's and cool. then we play like newer stuff like Adele even. So, I mean, it's like, it's really cool to play something like that and then go and play like blast beats and play something like heavy right after that. Just because you get inspired to do certain things, you know, between all those bands. I do fills now on drums. I would have never thought to do before with, with ghost notes and everything else, just because now I have more like six, eight timing and things like that. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, that makes a ton of sense. And, um, you know, speaking of punk rock and today, I don't know if you saw little Richard died today, you know, no, I yeah. didn't see that. Actually, yeah. that's crazy. Man. Yeah, man. He died today. And I, yeah, I posted about it and he's always been just like, in my opinion, he invented punk rock, you know, yeah. he, he invented Definitely. screaming. Yeah. I mean, this crazy, like kind of half gay black guy screaming and stuff. And they were not right. ready for that guy. And he's always been a huge, huge influence on me, man. That's that sucks. I didn't know that. Yeah, that's sorry yeah, to drop that bomb on you then, man. <laughs> no, no, that, that I mean, I, I, I'm glad though. Like, uh, hopefully, it wasn't like painful or anything like that. But no, I think it was. You know, he was like 90 or 88 or something like so. You know, living the and, life he did, I think he did all right. Yeah, right. How, right. how the hell is Keith Richards still alive? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I, dude, you know, I was fucking, I was listening to a doctor, right, on a podcast, and for some reason they got on that subject of how, why Keith Richards is alive. And this guy's a pharmaceutical guy, and he said that he just did really good heroin. <laughs> like, <laughs> he did the purest heroin you could do, and he basically preserved himself. Because like pain meds is like heroin, you know, like oxys yeah. and like all, all that right. bullshit. That's why it's so terrible how many people get addicted to them. I don't want to make light of that in any way, but uh, right. it kind of makes sense if you think about it. <laughs> you know, yeah, you just it's it's like, man, that's crazy. Yeah, you know, between that's one band I can say I've never gotten into a whole bunch. This is the Stones. I mean, I, I like some of their stuff. We cover Paint It Black, but I, I don't know. This this amazing that somebody you can see did stuff like that their entire lives. And then you see somebody like pass away that, you know, barely did anything, but it's hard, man. It's weird. That's, life. That's what they say. Life is not fair though. You know, no. definitely not. No. So, um, before, you know, we wrap this up, I did want to ask you a few questions. Um, you know, coming from your mental health angle, your, you know, struggle with suicide anxiety. If you know, what is like uh, the best piece of advice you ever got for, in terms of dealing with all that and if somebody came to you for advice you know just wonder what what your go-to is what you would say i know i've had some people some people ask me like how to deal with depression and anxiety or like um how to deal with your thoughts and i really like the six senses um uh, um i don't really know exactly the proper term for it but it, it's you use your six senses to try to deviate your thought process for that moment so I think you think of like six things that you can touch, five things you can smell or hear. It goes like in a process like that. Okay. Um, and that helps a lot. I mean, by the time you get down to the one thing that I think it's you can taste or something like that, you kind of forgot what you're thinking about. And so by that point, if it's really actually an issue that you should be thinking about, it's still there. And if it's not, you probably calm down and realize you're either overreacting or on a bad, you know, track on wh where you're going with your thought process. Um, and then also just don't be afraid to ask for help. You know, there's so many people that are, would be a lot like accountability partners to where if like, I just wanted to talk to them 
because I'm having issues or they'll call me and ask me how I'm doing. Um, more, more people than you would think would be okay to do that. I mean, and there's always somebody that cares about you. You're never actually truly alone. A lot of people feel really alone at a lot of different points in their life. And it's just not, it's not true. I mean, you're, you might have a bad family life. You might have a bad relationship with your spouse, things like that. But there's always somebody there that cares about you. So don't ever think you're better off. The world would be better off without you. So, um, yeah, I would definitely say those kind of things and just yeah, don't ever give up and, and use the suicide prevention lifeline if you need to, because that's what they're there for. So. That's powerful stuff, man. Thank you. Um, and even highlights what, you know, you, what you do and what I think I do and, you know, is important because we're, we're a community online now, you know, like you can reach out and we, someone could talk to you, like friend, someone could listen to this podcast and hit you up, you know, right. that is, uh, you know, we didn't, with that, this medium hasn't been around for very long. So in any way that you can contribute to that, I feel like it's going to change the world in a positive way. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. No worries. Definitely what I'm going for is just, even if one person changed their thought process after listening to the record, then I, I made my goal, what I was trying to do. So, Are there any um, albums that you would recommend of someone going through a hard time in terms of music, you know, that maybe got you through some hard times? Uh, yeah, I've actually been listening to a, a hardcore band from Grand Rapids that used to be around. Their members started a new band called Worst Self, but I've been listening to Black Friday by a band called Brothers, and there's a lot of really inspirational stuff in there. Um, With Honor uh, is another band that released a CD. I can't remember what the name of the CD is, but it has like trumpets and a few other songs. Comeback Kid, I, a lot of those like positive hardcore bands. H2O is another big one, um, but anything Hatebreed puts out pretty much is pretty oh, yeah. positive. Oh, absolutely. I mean, satisfaction of the death of desire is my go-to but perseverance is really uplifting um but yeah a lot of those kind of style bands um they just talk about unity and raising yourself up and you know you're you're, you're gonna get through it i mean so it's a lot of those records i'd suggest for that fuck yeah man do you like black sabbath oh yeah yeah all right hard well, not that, to there you go that's that's my last question to everybody I always ask what is your favorite black sabbath record because that's our favorite band around here I have to go with the first one just because, I mean, I, I like Paranoid, but um, that wasn't, that's not the, when I think of Black Sabbath, I think of those big giant opening chords, just bow, like that was Black Sabbath to me. I'm like that, that C, like that C, like it's just so drop tuned and heavy. Like oh, yeah. when I think of Black Sabbath, like I think of that opening chord to the Black Sabbath the Black song. Sabbath. So, yeah, absolutely. They invented a genre with those three notes, you know? Definitely. I mean, there's so many bands that want to be Black Sabbath as far as, like, the chords go and how oh. heavy they are. I mean, there's tons of, the, like, a lot of those doom metal bands now that pretty much just sound like Black Sabbath. I mean, and it's not a bad thing because I love Black Sabbath. But, um, but there's never better than Black Sabbath, you know? No. That's how I feel no, I mean, about Doom, you know? Like, that's right. cool. I, I dig it. But, like, it's Black Sabbath and there's everybody else, if you ask me. Right. Yep. No, I actually had a teacher. Uh, I had a college class. So it was called the History of Rock and Roll. And uh, I asked my teacher, because I didn't know much about him at the time. He actually was, like, a really cool punk rock dude and plays in, like, bands. And he's in a band called Out. And I'm, like, it was kind of astounded. I'm, like, my teacher's in a punk rock band. That's killer. 
And uh, I told him, I was like, are we going to talk about Black Sabbath? And he about spit out his coffee. He's like, are we going to talk about Black Sabbath? <laughs> yeah. This is rock and roll, isn't it? That's so. right. That's right. So, yeah, Black Sabbath is definitely, like, one of those bands that I, I hold personal. And, uh, yeah, definitely, definitely love that first record. Fuck yeah, man. And even their, uh, their third record, Master of Reality, uh, mm -hmm. also very heavy. And a, a lot of people don't realize there's a lot of, uh, I guess you could call them kind of Christian themes on that one. Yeah. You know, yeah. So I, I, uh, I, I was kind of expecting that answer from you, if I, honestly, but I, that's why I like that you picked the first one. I love that shit. Dude. No, that, this music on that first one is just that when I think Black Sabbath, I just think those chords is just ultimate heavy riffage. Like, so. Totally rooted in blues and just making it, making metal, making metal, man. But right. yeah, please, uh, speaking of blues, uh, please send me the link to your uh, blues band. I would love that. Yeah, I, I would definitely love to check that out. And uh, I will link up all your shit to the notes in this episode and everything so everybody can get a chance to get at you and hear your music and, you know, help you spread your message, my brother. I really appreciate you doing this, Larry. I appreciate you having me, man.